slash U.S. agent slash John Walker slash Wyatt and Russell. <laughs> that other time. <laughs> so mutants are the new Mephisto is what I I knew Alex was going to react to that. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, starring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I am with Lou. What's up? And Michelle. Hello. And we're here to talk about the most recent and exciting action-packed Marvel Studios Disney Plus TV show. Or whatever format you're going to watch it on. (laughs) So let's start. (laughs) Let's start with uh, everyone's thoughts. Uh, what did you think about the episode? Uh, I can go first, I guess. Um, I thought, in my humblest opinions, it was a perfect first episode. We get the action in the beginning, and then we go through the characters where Bucky and Sam has been in their life. We get in, we get introduced to the the Flag Smashers, our villains, and then to just end it off, we end off with a. Uh, the, the new Captain America. So something to always look forward to for the next episode. So yeah, perfect first episode for me. I'm going to humbly disagree. Um, it wasn't <laughs> a perfect episode for me, actually. I found myself disappointed, um, truthfully, because I all the trailers made me be like, yes, they're buddies. They're hanging out. They're having like that banter, that back and forth. So it was disappointing to me that they're not together by the end of this episode. I thought the first episode would be like setting up their individual bits and then like put them together right at the end of the episode. So that leading into the next episode, they're together and we get that like adjusting to being together that I think is going to be really fun for this for this show. And then knowing that it's only six episodes, I'm like, wow, we lost a lot of time that could have been them together. Like that actually bums me out. Um, so while I liked a lot of it, that part to me just felt like I was disappointed. I just, I'm ready for them to be together already. Like, I, I want that. So. All right. So I'm going to dis- disagree with Michelle now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is how it's going to go. Uh, uh, so I think that the first episode, you know, in my opinion, it, it was important to keep them apart, but definitely include the part where the therapist goes through Bucky's phone and you find out that Bucky is just in this uh, like a downward spiral where he doesn't even want to talk to the the closest the the closest person that could be considered a friend to him at this point because uh, with Steve gone he has no one that he can uh, basically identify with or confide in so uh, with with Sam being the only person there for him and actually reaching out you get a sense of where Bucky is mentally in the show. However, seeing as how it's only six episodes, it, it did change my opinion of the show where, where it's like, well, we've only got six, six episodes. You got to be building up some more stuff. I, I got to see John Walker punching some children like right now <laughs> so I can start hating him really quick. But, uh, but that said, we'll, we'll see how, how the rest of it goes. I'm intrigued. I was really happy to see uh, the, the state of the world just roughly half a year after the the blip or snap, uh, it was it, it was just 
fascinating to see what like the socioeconomic and political uh implications that you know this whole thing has reached it, it's it's just wild to think about and uh and yeah I, I can't wait to hear hear more about it uh and that said it wasn't all just filling in the gaps we had a tremendous uh set action piece at the beginning with uh falcon being chased down by a, a few helicopters shooting at him while he's trying to save uh, some captured uh, person of high rank and importance. And we also got to see George St. Pierre return as Batroc the Leaper. Uh, and he left in this episode. He left. He left from or leaped. <laughs> he, 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 he jumped <laughs> out of the plane. He and did. Little, yeah, and, and yeah. it was like Tanuki suit Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was cute uh but but it was really cool uh it 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 actually set the stage for 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 like to, to me it was like okay falcon is, is a soldier he's going to be killing people no qualms about that all right that like this this makes sense he's he's uh sort of special forces uh military did you did you two enjoy the this part of the the show I, I liked it a lot. It was fun and exciting at the same time. I thought the little, like, the little squirrel suits were, at first, I was like, wow, you're <laughs> the tanuki suits. You really think, you really think you're going to outrun the falcon in a squirrel suit? Like, what's your game plan here? I, I, at first, was not on board for that. I just thought that was so stupid. But then, like, as I'm verbally saying aloud, like, what are you doing? The helicopter shows up, and I was like, oh, okay, you had a plan. And I just, I loved, like, that was a pretty long sequence. And I really, yeah. really liked it. Um, I'm a big fan already of Torres, um, the military guy who's in the car trying to help. Because he's just, he's wholesome. He's got Jimmy Woo vibes for me. And I really like just like their banter back and forth between him and Sam, especially after this whole throwdown, their kind of banter at the cafe. I really, really liked that. Um, and I want, like, because we don't necessarily have like sidekicks at this point, because like Captain America's gone. So he doesn't have a sidekick like, Torres to me feels like Sam's sidekick and I like that that relationship already I'm already invested in it for some reason I just think they're they're a nice pairing so I really I thought it was a great introduction to the show a uh, fun fact for Michelle um I don't know if you know this but Torres in the comics actually becomes the Falcon oh Okay, so yes. I, I am not actually that familiar are... with it, but I know that that happens, that he becomes Falcon, but he's sort of kind of mutated a, a weird Falcon version. I'm not too sure, but... <laughs> he was experimented on. It was like Red Wing and the Falcon... Sorry, and Joaquin Torres. Uh, they were both like cross-mutated, and he turned into, yeah, Falcon 2 like during the person. time. Sam, yeah, Sam Wilson was Captain America. <laughs> so a mutant cool. mutant. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. the sidekick vibes make sense then. Yeah. Like yeah. what they're establishing with their relationship makes sense for the comics. And you for it. someone not knowing that, it comes through in the show already. So I yeah. really like that. I yeah. like it more. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to the, the action scene. It was great. Like uh, opening sequence, you have that. If that is kind of what the action is for the first few minutes of that uh, of this series, then I can't wait for the the next you know, five episodes, which, you know, like Michelle said, hopefully by episode two, before even like the middle of it, we, we get the uh, Sam and Bucky, you know, 
getting together and starting this whole thing because you're you guys are right this is only six episode well five episodes left and that's it always it almost makes me feel nervous but mm-hmm. as far as the action it's back to a typical mcu high octane it was it was great yeah i loved it so soon after uh that scene we got to see sam donating captain america's shield to the smithsonian so he decided not to uh carry on the mantle of captain america although he is definitely like living under that enormous uh shadow uh he got a chance to talk to this episode's big cameo and that was don Cheadle as jim Rhodes, and uh, he had a lot to say uh How'd you guys like it? Um, to be honest, I was kind of sad. Uh, I have these vibes that uh, for some reason, this is like watching the episode. I feel like the government is setting up Sam to fail. Um, I think they're going to go through maybe some racially motivated decisions. So I think that... Uh, Sam is eventually going to get that shield, but there's going to be some sort of kind of weirdness in, in between when he gets that shield that the government is not going to like. Because as we know, uh, after that dude gave said thank you to Sam for donating the shield, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We see him give it to John Walker at the very end. So this is going to be intriguing. Yeah. I, the thing that I thought of when, when I was watching that part in particular was just kind of the, the correlation between Sam giving up the shield and Spider-Man not giving up Tony's glasses. Because (laughs) those, like the similarities between those relationships kind of struck a chord with me and they both were gifted this like, this symbol, but also this really powerful object. So it was interesting to see, you know, a young kid grip, grapple with that decision and then like a more mature adult grapple with that decision and kind of come to like the two different conclusions, I guess you can come to. So I just, I liked it for that reason of he's like, this is too much for me. And I recognize that right now. And I thought that was really like, for lack of a better word, mature of him to make that decision. It's actually a great comparison. I, I didn't think of that Spidey with, with the glasses, but uh, yeah, it really puts things into perspective. Uh, it It also hammers home the point that Falcon is also dealing with his own loss, I guess, and, and his own trauma. Same, uh, same situation with uh, Bucky, who we see as uh, part of his sentence. He's forced to talk to a therapist uh, who really gets on his case for not really following the, you know, their agreed upon rules as they should be. He, uh, Bucky really walled himself off from uh, from friends and uh, and 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 just just any sort of form of friendship, uh, but we do see that he's struggling with PTSD. He's having his nightmares of being the Winter Soldier and uh, killing quite a few people. Uh, did this strike a chord uh, with either of you? As someone who's been in therapy, um, the. the the interaction between him and his therapist, just like that made me chuckle. I adored it. Just like, no, don't take notes. Like I'll, I'll talk, just don't take the notes. Cause that is like, 
at least in my experience, like, please don't take notes. What are you writing about me? Like, that makes me anxious. <laughs> and it was so, like, it added this layer to his character, but also this levity to the episode where it's it's funny that they were having that hilarious, like, back and forth of, like, don't take notes. I swear I'm doing things, but also him being so not wanting to be forthcoming with his, like, nightmares that he was having. Um, I adored, I adored that scene and the kind of cut between of him being like, yeah, rule one, I did this, rule two, I did that. And we get to see him do those things. And just him being like, yeah, you're part of my making amends, like through the car window after he just beat them up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was really, that felt really Marvel to me, I would say. Yeah. The, the jokes were also very well placed. Like, you know, it's it's not like offbeat and you're just like, what? Where's that joke coming from? But it was, it was very, very well placed. Um, I, I really like that scene because as we all know, Bucky has been the winter soldier for all, all these number of years. And to him, for him to kind of function normally in society, he, he can't just, you know, turn it off. There has to be like his PTSD is showing. And, and, and I like that because there was, I can't remember what movie, but he was asked about like the people he, he, he killed and he's like, he remembers all of them. And, mm-hmm. and, and it shows that he, this is probably the reason why he hangs out with, uh, with Yori because he <laughs> killed his son point blank. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a really great scene and really powerful one too. So was, mm-hmm. I liked it. And uh, to answer your question, Lou, it was actually Tony Stark who asked Bucky if he were even right, remembered. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That makes and sense. Yeah, the emotional climax in the, the Captain America Civil War. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the exact same way as, as the two of you. Like, it, it was an important uh, scene to stress across uh, just where Bucky's at. And, and why, why no one, well, no one that I've seen is really asking why he didn't take up the mantle as Captain America. He's definitely further down the, that pole than, than Sam is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk villains. Uh, this episode, besides Batrock, it did have uh, another villain. It's actual introduction. And it's a group of, uh, I, I suppose, terrorist uh, villains that uh, kind of, uh, what, what do you call those uh, spur of the moment dances that uh, was really hot on you? The flash mob. Flash mob. <laughs> yeah, flash mob. Yeah, there, there was like a terrorist flash mob uh, for the Flag Smashers. Uh, uh, Joaquin Torres was using his cell phone uh, with the AR technology to see the the flag smasher symbol, and yeah, the flash mob uh, flash mob happened, and we got to see this dude, this big dude with long hair, wearing the mask. He just jumped out of like a, a two story window as if it was nothing, and mm-hmm. just throw police officers aside and almost kill Joaquin. And uh, yeah, we didn't get, he didn't say anything. We didn't get much, but we do know that this is a uh, terrorist organization that wants uh, basically the same principles that Thanos wanted, like half the population, or at least open borders, more freedom. There's too many people on earth. So this might take a dark turn. What are you guys guessing uh, where this is going to go? I have kind of two thoughts in this. Uh, First, actually, not the thoughts, but the flag smasher in the comics is an actual character, right? So they so right. they just use this as, as more of like a, a collection as the, the, the sure. group flag smash. Uh, but I like the way it's set up because the first thing in my mind was like, oh my God, mutants. Which is 
not right. It, it could be, but the, the most likely answer is probably uh, another version of the super soldier serum that's been mm-hmm. kind of probably reproduced or something. But I like that they have powerful enemies coming towards mm-hmm. us and with the, the, the same principles as Thanos, even, even scarier. I don't think I have anything to add because I took it all at face value. I was like, cool, dude's strong. He's a bad guy. Let's see what happens. And that, that was really it for me. It didn't really set off any additional prediction bells or anything of that nature. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, I want to see them fight. <laughs> so no Mephisto. No Mephisto no, this time. Right. I, I'll come up with some other thing. We'll get there. I'm not there yet though. So there was this oh. weird rumor about oh. the uh, about uh, the girl Erin Kellyman who who plays one of the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. It was probably so dumb that it, it won't, you know, it won't. They won't show it in the the series. But apparently, she is playing Bucky's granddaughter. And then my first thought was like, Bucky didn't have a date in seventy three years. So who yeah. who is the parent? So it's probably really stupid, but. It's something to, you know, look forward to with uh, with her character, who she might be. Let's put our tinfoil hats, but uh, you know, mm. yeah, <laughs> nothing yet as of now. But so there what's the Mephisto tiger... mention? No, tiger really? related. There was a tiger mention. Wait, where? I missed tiger. It. Oh, you, you need to rewatch it. I all, all, oh, all I have in my notes: tiger photos dash Bucky. There's something to do with Bucky and tigers. Oh, Michelle's it back. Continues. Oh, Michelle, come on. Oh, no. Michelle so is sorry. back. I, I know. My theory. Tiger, Mephisto. I'm, I'm ready for it. It's Michelle it's fine. is back. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm going to go back and come through everything clip by clip. I didn't feel like I had to for this one, so I'm unprepared with tigers. Darn That's it. <laughs> that would have been great for me to have that and be like, there was a tiger. Oh, man. Now my, like, cre- my nerd cred's just out the window. I'm just. Oh. <laughs> all right let's get to uh this touching moment um uh, sam and his sister sarah uh they're, they're trying to get a loan because uh sarah's fishing business uh it doesn't seem to be you know getting enough money and uh uh and, and you know what I, I was thinking that it makes sense that during the blip with half the fishing, like half the fish is just wiped out. Like the business must have dropped tremendously for her because she stuck around in those five years. Uh, so, so now that uh, the business is like actually going under, Sam is being accused of trying to make his own set of amends, similar to, to Bucky, but uh, this time to his own family for not being there, for you know being a superhero and flying around doing that fun stuff. Uh, and and with the collections agent, he was trying to get his Avengers cred to help him with a loan, which didn't work out and made him look kind of stupid. And the collections officer looked kind of like a jerk. Uh, are you guys as upset as uh, I was watching that? I thought it answered some really interesting questions about the reality of being a superhero in that time. Because they're like, did Stark not pay you? And he was like, no, like we just did it. And that, I, you know, they lived in the Avengers Tower and they had all these things, but there, I guess there were no real like financial contingency plans. So with Stark being dead, like who's bankrolling everything? Um, I just thought that was 
really, really interesting. The implications of that were fascinating. And then also he works for the government. So, you know, shouldn't the government pay you enough and have helped you? Like, I, I don't know. There's just so many questions as to why he's so financially, un, like, unstable. He's, he's broke, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be that mean. But yeah, <laughs> while he's so broke, um, even though he, he works for the government, he's an Avenger. Like, that apparently doesn't solve everything. So that that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Michelle and just, you know, that that was uh, this part of the, uh, sorry, this scene was another great character development scene for, for Sam or for the series. And then, yeah, like how you pretty much died for the sake of the universe. You mm-hmm. come back and you're broke. That's, that's really sad to me, you know, like the sacrifice you did and pepper can't you just you know give them a allowance or something but because you're one of the richest people in the world i mean what wakanda i mean uh yeah the the late king t'challa is worth 80 billion so could have he just you know spared some change for like all the other heroes like set up a fund but yeah yeah it was really sad (laughs) Yeah, well, so I mentioned something about just living off uh, the the good faith, the good of, will. Uh, the good good will, will of the people. Yeah. All right, well, good luck with that one, Sam. <laughs> now, uh, let's talk about Bucky's hot date uh, with Leia, which was set up by his uh, friend Yori. You know, when I first watched this scene, I thought Yori was gonna end up being like some sort of like, you know, former army friend of. Uh, of that's, that's originally but, what I thought too. Yeah, but but it didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, Yori's actually the father of someone who the Winter Soldier had killed, and uh, Bucky's making amends, but he can't quite bring himself to say anything to Yori. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is, he he does go on this date with Leia, and it just doesn't work out as he leaves abruptly because uh, she does start uh, talking about Yori's. Uh, you know, killed son. Uh, how'd you guys feel about this one? Poor good, poor dude. <laughs> yeah. Finally gets a date and then he gets triggered. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like that he's trying to like honestly right his wrongs, even mm-hmm. just hanging out with the with the dude's dad, right? Mm-hmm. So that was another cool character moment for for Bucky. Yeah, that's all I can kind of seeing that scene i'm interested to see how bucky's relationship with yori plays out because it seems like bucky is his replacement son right now like they kind of have that father-son relationship and it makes me sad and worried that bucky eventually telling the truth is going to hurt yori even further as opposed to just telling him outright instead of developing this relationship with him and then saying it so that makes me a little nervous just like emotionally because I don't want to deal with that. Um, but I also hope it goes well that maybe Yori knowing that Bucky is a good person and all of these things, Bucky's kind of able to explain like he it's not his fault, but he's still so good in making amends even though like he didn't choose to do it. It just was his body that did it. If That's how at least I, I'm understanding it. Um, so I hope their relationship, like I care more about their relationship then like Leah and Bucky, I don't care. Get out of here. Yori and Bucky are for life. I, I hope. Yeah. I, I adore the two of them. And I'm also worried. Honestly, anytime there's like an older 
mentor character, I get nervous for their safety. So I just hope Yuri is safe and is okay because that would make me sad too. And Bucky has uh, a friend sort of in his age range in reality. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the hundred, what is he? 105? 109 or something he was, he said. So uh, now let's talk about the debut of one Captain America slash U.S. agent slash John Walker slash Wyatt and Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell's son. I didn't know until today. It was oh, crazy. I knew. I knew. Yeah, but but <laughs> just that douchebag smile. That, like you knew you were gonna hate him regardless. Uh, we'll see if he gets the chance to to turn things around on us. But I get some Homelander vibes on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because yep, that is I, exactly I exactly what I thought. I was like, not this again. No, we just dealt with that with the boys. No milk, please. <laughs> he has vibes of being unsettling. Like, the actor himself has a face that I do not enjoy looking at um, in anything I've ever seen him in. Though he's like, everything I've seen him in, I enjoyed his acting. He's always played characters that I dislike immensely at their core. So the moment I saw his stupid shit-eating grin, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's this guy. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm, he's going to be bad. He's going to be a bad time. I'm just curious how bad he's going to be. Like, is he villain bad or is he just like besmirching the name of Captain America bad? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, yeah, Michelle described it perfectly. And uh, I'm really excited for this because uh, comic fans know that uh, John Walker is a bit of a psycho. And uh, I, I would like to see this play out in, in the series. And he does have a really douchey face that you want to punch. And right away, with that wink, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I already want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Plus, he's, he's going to be the, the kind of the anti-Captain uh, America. I don't know if you saw it, but he actually had a handgun when he was introduced. So oh, this Captain know. America will, be, will, will have a gun. Will straight up murder. The, the, the yeah. opposite of Steve Rogers. So, so he'll better represent uh, America. Yeah, th th yeah, this is Captain America. This is the real right Captain on. America. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the thing that I just need to say for, for just people who, who say, okay, here's the thing. We play a game in my household called Chalk It Up. So anytime you're watching something and you see an actor that you've seen in something else, if you're able to name what they were in, you get a point, Chalk It Up. So here's the thing. The amount of actors in the MCU that are in Black Mirror is absurd, is actually absurd. If anyone has watched Black Mirror, there's not that many highly recognizable actors. Like in every episode, you don't usually see somebody you recognize. There are eight recognizable MCU actors in Black Mirror. There's and two it just, in this one. Yeah, two in this one, which I'll literally never be able to unsee Anthony Mackie banging his friend in VR. But the friend <laughs> that he bangs in VR is Palm Clementif Mantis. Mantis, So like yeah. Mantis, Letitia Wright Shuri's in one. Benedict Wong, like Wong, is in one. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is in one. Mm -hmm. um, so he he's from Black Panther, for those who don't know. Then Haley Atwell's in one, opposite of Weasley, <laughs> randomly. And now oh. we have Wyatt Han Russell in the MCU. So I'm just, that just, that's my conspiracy theory, is like, what's going on there? <laughs> why, why Black Mirror 
and MCU. I don't get it. It's it's interesting to me. That's it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Quite <laughs> the crossover. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. I don't I don't understand because there's so many actors. Why that many from the MCU in Black Mirror specifically and vice versa? Predictions, predictions right? Uh, I don't really have anything. I kind of have one. I kind of have okay. one prediction and mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to take credit for this, but it's interesting. Somebody, uh, I saw it on Twitter. Um, the shield, right? That Cap uh, gave to Sam. So there's this idea that since Cap probably formed another timeline, that uh, shield wasn't made of vibranium, but rather mm-hmm. like the original shield, adamantium. Oh. Um, is there going to be the mutants <laughs> that other timeline? <laughs> so mutants a are new, the new Mephisto, is what I I've knew discovered. Alex is going to react to that. <laughs> Mutants, mutants. Yeah, yeah, you know, before the show started, I, I read people talking about like Department H and like, oh, could Wolverine be part of it? Could, you know, all that stuff. It's like, guys, just going to be Captain America, you know, centric story and stuff. And like, and then, but Madripoor, no, <laughs> no. Madripoor oh, wait till is we get to Madripoor. I, I, I can't wait for that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, as for mutants, like I couldn't even guess which property they're planning to debut mutants, you know, on because I don't think it fits Doctor Strange. I I have no idea. I have no idea. But but thanks for ruining about, my day. So if somebody knows <laughs> something about a theory about mutants, I'm like I'm I'm all for it. I'm like yeah, you're that like makes sense. give me it. <laughs> give me yes, the mutant you make theory. sense, buddy. <laughs> the only like this isn't a true prediction because I'm not really basing this off of anything, but I feel like this one is going to have more MCU cameos than WandaVision did. Just like random people pop it in. I think so. Just because with Rhodey being in the first episode, we didn't really... I didn't expect to see him in that capacity. So I just feel like that will be something that happens going forward. We're going to get little snippets from random people just like pop it in. Hey, what up, you two? Like, good, good job. We know that Sharon leave. Carter is gonna play heavily on, right. on this series too, yeah. right? So, yeah, exactly. I mean, don't forget. Besides uh, Rhodey, we also saw Batrock. Yep. Uh, in this episode, so, so that's like another cameo. Yeah, that, this might actually be a cameo-heavy show, maybe more so than WandaVision, because like WandaVision was kind of cut off from mm-hmm. reality. So this one's gonna be like a globe-trotting. Uh, kind of uh action adventure show so yeah we'll, we'll see who else pops up yeah, besides, I can't uh, wait Sharon. for that like that uh chemistry between Bucky and Sam eventually like Mr. oh Michael yeah said hopefully by episode oh. two because we don't have a, it's a lot gotta of be left. Mm-hmm. yeah well when you look on Disney plus when they describe the show it's like action adventure superhero buddy like that that word is in the description give me the buddies I want buddy time <laughs> I need it <laughs> And, and they have great chemistry from like the time they were in the car mm-hmm. in, uh, when they were making oh, yeah. fun of Kat yes. I, I love that scene <laughs> so, good. so that was it for our episode 1 review uh, if you like what you saw leave a comment, like, subscribe tell us what you think we really want to know what predictions you have whether it's mutant, mephisto mayhem, whatever it is triple M <laughs> 
Triple M. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our uh, socials right here. And uh, we'll see you next time for episode two. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh,